So the Yerushalmi that we were reading yesterday, uh, the way I preferred to read it, and the way pretty much all the Rishonim read it, was that it's dealing with a case where somebody dropped the food and no longer had access to the food. They have to make another bracha. And as Rabbi Yonah points out, the Yerushalmi and Tosus also has this in the Yerushalmi. Tosus, where is this Tosus? On Lamed Testament base. I didn't put it on the Makoros. It would appear that the Yerushalmi understood Rabbi Chia's statement that uh, that you're supposed to be mevarich b'shah pores is nothing to do with shleimus. That has to do with in case you drop the bread and cannot retrieve a piece of it, the piece you break off, the bracha covers you on everything else. That would appear to be the simple reading of Yerushalmi because of the story with the water. And the question with the water was, you make the bracha on X, but you don't drink X, you drink Y. Okay. Anyway, put the Yerushalmi aside for the moment, because it's the point Rabbi Yonah makes it, the Bible seems not to take Rabbi Chia uh, in that light, or with that intent. Because they don't necessarily understand Rabbi Chia differently what he said. In other words, what he said he said is the same in the Bible and Yerushalmi, but what was his point? As what was Rafia coming to teach us, um, uh, or what was the reason? Behind, what was the reason behind Rafia's din? Is what the first. So let's start though with the first Rafia Barashi, uh, and let's begin with that. Jay, can I ask you please to uh, to read on the first wide line on Lamitess and Aleph? Okay. Now I want I want to focus on your reading there for a second. There are two ways of reading that sentence. I'll begin the sentence, which is the same in both ways. Amar Barashi, Pasat Now, how do you, how the two ways to read the next three words? One of them is the way it sounds from the Gemara. One of them is the way the Rishonim uh, all read it for obvious reasons. So, what are the two ways of reading it, Ezra? Read, read it, read it, read it. Just read it for me. Re- I want to hear you read it because intonation. Okay, mivarech al hamotzi. Okay. Or you could say that you it's that you already made hamotzi. Or not you already made hamotzi, but the brachah. Shimmy. Mivarech al hamotzi. Correct. The two the two possible mivarech al hamotzi versus mivarech al hamotzi. Now I know if you had to prepare this again, I came in so you think I was a crazy guy who was obsessed with some type of grammar and accents. But the question is, what is, this is always the question. This is like, this is like the Kivo Shabbos Mikho issue. What is the question that Kivo Shabbos Mikho is answering? Is it asking when, or is it asking what? If it's when, then it's Kivo Shabbos Mikho If it's asking what, it's Kivo Shabbos Mikho So here is a Mavarchan Allah Hamotzi, or is the Mavarchan Allah Hamotzi? In the former case, the question is, what bracha do you make on it? The answer is, hamotzi. The latter reading is, which do you make the bracha on? The pasat sumer or some other thing that's in the picture here. The answer is, that you either must or you can make a bracha on that particular thing. That is the, uh, that is the question. Now, the natural reading of the Gemara is the way Jake read it, which is, hamotzi. and when you read it that way, the assumption is, what bracha do you make on it? Hamotzi. And then all the Rishonim go scurrying. Why? Because, like, what other bracha do you make on that? You, you said it in so many words, but I could have said in one word, three letters, and an explanation point. Ah. Duh! 
But yes, you said it, you, what you said was very, very articulate. I just said, like, Shida, yeah, what else? Um, so, so that's what's bu- bugging the Rishonim. And some Rishonim, and most Rishonim, their answer basically just ignore the simple reading of the Gemara, and they opt for the Mavarchet on Leha Hamotzi. One Rishonim in particular who kind of opts for the hybrid, there's no way of getting around the, 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 the point that there has to be another. That, that there has to be another issue in question here. Why is that? I mean, there doesn't have to be. You could come up with a very, very... Step back for a second. There is another circuit that has a potential role in this discussion. We spent a fair, a fair amount of time in it, not enough time, in I think, last semester. What circuit was that? Shimmy? Chavitza. That was the Sidi Chavitza on Lamed Zion of Israel. Now, that Sidi dealt with the question of what happens when you take bread and you reduce it. Everybody understands you have a loaf of bread, a piece of bread. I'm going to leave the rabbit out of the mix for the moment here, but even the rabbit agrees actually. So everybody agrees you make chamotzi on that. And now, even when you break it down, now the question is how much can you, I'm sorry, then, then when you break it down, when can it lose the bracha of hamotzi? That, when can it lose the bracha of hamotzi? And Rabbeinu Yonah, which is not the only possible we the Mara, but it's a popular one, particularly because the Shulchan Aruch quotes it. Rabbeinu Yonah adopted the reading that if you cook it, then Prusos Tayamos uh, means you make hamotzi. If ain't prusas kaimas, you don't make hamotzi. The Gemara never really explained what prusas kaimas is, but the Yushalmi does. The Yushalmi claims, and Tosus has to grapple with, is that it's less or more than a kazayas. By chavitza, it was a, which, which the way Tosus explains, you take little pieces of bread, but you glue them together with marak or something like that, some liquid, honey, you know, broth, and you now have a bread ball, then... Not the kind of the ones that you might have made to throw when you were in school, you know, to chuck, but because that was just bread crumble. But here, it's an elaborate bread ball. So if there's a machlokas, Rav Yosef and Rav Sheshis, whether or not you need the peyudim to have kezayis or not. And the maskan of the Gemara is that it, you don't need a kezayis, but you do need Teresa Benama, Surasapas, which Tosus talks about what is exactly does that mean, but that's not related to size. Uh, that's related, that, that's somehow, uh, I don't know, Tosis gives an idea. Um, okay, so now, when you take Pasat Sumer Bekara, so, what, first of all, what is Pasat Sumer Bekara? That would be the first question. But depending on what it is, it's going to play right into that question a little bit. Now, that is not the direction, now, now it would be very nice, and, and we showed him, could struggle and figure out maybe why it's a shine of Hamotzi or not Hamotzi, except for they face another problem. What's the other problem they face with Rukhia Barashi's statement? Where they can't just say, oh, it's what bracha do you make on Pasat Sumer but they have to start to talk about Pasat Sumer versus other things. Right? Yeah, the continuation Right, the continuation, we say the plea of Rukhia, because Rukhia said that Now, whatever exactly that means, <coughs> it has something to do with the pas being a whole at some stage with the bracha. And unless you're going to state, unless you're going to state, that, again, you could lodge a claim, which is almost rivet like, 
which is that if the past isn't whole and it's very small, maybe you don't make Hamotzia, right? In other words, the Raivet, the Raivet doesn't, as far as I know, doesn't actually appeal to this Gemara as proof for Ashita, but one does wonder whether this is a little bit driving the Raivet. That's what the So what, what you're suggesting, I, I suppose there's no reason that you couldn't read the rest of the Gemara that light. I mean, it would be rather radical, because then it would really, it would really be against the Gemara earlier, which is fine, if you want to say that. Um, but you, you'd have to be saying that both Rebchia and Ravel were making claims as to when you can make Hamotzi or not. And that would have been a lot. Even the Baal Hamor does not do that. Even the Baal Hamor doesn't do that. Um, perhaps because... It, right. In other words, the shita that says, no, let me say for a different reason. I, I'll tell you why, you, why it's very hard to say that. And again, it would be conflicting with a lot of, with other sugyos, which is, Rebchia doesn't say anything about kezayis. But there's no reason to assume that the machlokas Rebchia and Rava is about less than a kezayis. No, it's just a Right, right. Now, in, in other words, if, I'll presume, and I think everybody's probably going to be this way, is going to be um, uh, pieces that are very small. You can, why can't you say that the citrushita, that bread less than a kazayas, bread of a kazayas, but broken, is not hamotzi? Why can't you say that? That's pretty mefeirish. Why is that a non-starter, right? Menachos. The Mishkin Menachos. Depending on how you say Lachem No, no. No, no. I, I think the idea that the Kulam closes him, that the Pesisa should be a Kezayas. So it's clear that on a Kezayas, you make Hanotzi. We can talk about less than a Kezayas. But there you were both saying Mishas Bracha. A little bit before, but still Mishas Bracha. No, no. There you're not going to say Mishas Bracha. Menachos? is not necessarily Mishas Bracha. It's before. I, I, I don't mean simultaneously. I mean, it's not like it was sitting there before you enter onto the stage. Okay, but again, isn't it clear that nobody can say? There's no reason to think, in light, you know, like Skamara, it's hard. To, I mean, you're, you're, you're trying to create like a pasta skumbakara for the re, which is you broke it up and had to make a bracha. Right, but, let, but don't, don't go there. Let's not go there yet. Let's, just, let's read the Gemara on its own terms. It's hard to see anybody saying that, that, that broken pieces, which are a kazayas in size, wouldn't be hamotzi. No, that's your reading that Rafa would explicitly be disagreeing with that Mishnah Because he's saying that you should say it before you break it. And if you're saying that it's about what Rafa you Correct. No, yeah, that would be true. Right? That would be, uh, that would really be against the Mishnah Okay. So, so that's why I think nobody can really go down that path, Ezra, because you're going you're gonna to run into that. How that Gemara could not quote that. Um, and therefore, uh, if Rava and Rukhia are discussing the preference, as opposed to the, not being Ma'ake, but the preference for Shlemus, and when it should be Shalem, so then it's very hard to understand the Upliga, you know, Upliga ad Rukhia if, um, if, there's no dis- if there's nothing else in the picture. Because Rukhia would presumably agree. Again, Rukhia and Rava are not talking about size at all. So, if you're invoking, say, argues on Rebchia, it seems to be about a preference of Racha. What do you want? In other words, the past is already Tzduma Bikara. I mean, there is one other possibility you could raise, or you could say, is it mutter to make past Tzduma Bikara? Are you allowed to break it up? 
before you make the bracha. And the question is, why would you do that in the first place? Well, you know, what that means is there has to be something that you do that pass it. It's not just, it's not like I just sat down and decided, okay, you know what, just for kicks, I'll break, crumble the bread before I actually start to make my bracha. Right? Rashi says that you, um, mishlos, you want to soak it. Uh, to that we understand, maybe the bread's a little hard, so rather than making the bracha, go, and then taking the pieces, tearing it up and tossing it in your chicken soup, uh, instead, you decide to soak it first, and then I'll make the, you know, zonos. Um, but it's hard to understand, uh, again, uh, unless you understand the machlokis, are you allowed to do it l'chadchila? Um, so it would seem that uh, the machlokis has to be, almost has to be about uh, preference and bracha. Okay. So even the Balhamor, the Balhamor, and you see the Balhamor yet? What does the Balhamor say? Well, the Balhamor says that uh, I'm not exactly well, certain for his, uh, how he gets there, but he's definitely saying it's the Balhamor, and they can, the difference is based on Chavitza, is some kind of difference in, uh, in like, uh, how it's called and how it's made. Well, what is that, Louis? Yeah, one is the Balhamor, knows the Gemara earlier. It says it's going to be Mahushal, then in the Pasat Sumer, it's not Hamotzi. So his point is, because it's a Klisheni, the Balamor wants the best of all worlds. So he says, he, he, he reads, Pasat Sumer Kavar, Mevarchen Aleha Hamotzi. You have to have Motzi. Why Mevarchen Aleha Hamotzi? Because it's only a Klisheni, so it's not Mahushal. Why? And then, he says, and when you have other bread there, whatever the kind of bread is, Mevarchen Aleha Hamotzi. Because you put it in a cliche by choice. It might be that it's in your. It might be that you you have soup in your bowl on the table, which you ladle directly into, so it's a cliche. So you put your crumble your bread into the soup, uh, or big pieces. You take the really stale bread, you dip it in the soup, so it will soften, and then you can eat it. And for Rashi, the Chara is what? Same thing. Oh, well, he doesn't. He doesn't say. Presumably, it's not. I mean, Kedai Kara anyway. Kara is not a Klevishon. Normally, you use the term Kedai for a Klevishon. So it's never on the fire. Co- correct. But you don't have to be on the, to be Mavushal, you don't have to be on the fire. You will be a rabbi one day. So to become a rabbi, you'll have to learn how for Shabbos. And if you don't know already, you will know that even when you take the Kli off the fire, when it is still the Atzal letters, is considered a Kli Rishon. It doesn't make a difference whether it's on or off the fire. There, is, there are nafgaminas, but not, not in the din of Vishal itself, fundamentally. Um, so, uh, generally speaking, Kedera, if you look at the Mishnah and Shabbos in the third parrot, if I'm not mistaken, the way the Mishnah distinguishes between, doesn't use the term Klerisha and Klesheni. I don't know if, remember if those terms appear anywhere in the Mishnah. I'm not saying they don't, I just, offhand, I don't remember. But there they talk about, I think, Kedera versus Ka'ara. Kedera is the pot in which you cook it. Ka'ara is the plate on uh, which you then take that, put that food. So the Kedera is a Klerisha and the Ka'ara is less than a, maybe a Klesheni, that's called. So when Rashi says Bikara, it means, uh, but the word says Pasa to the Bikara, but I didn't think about it. Now that we're saying this, that's how the Balmor got the idea, probably. That, how, why do you, where do you come up with Klesheni? The answer is because that's what a Kara is, it's Klesheni. Fine. Um, okay, so now, so that's what, uh, so that's what Ruchia Barashi says, Pasa to the Bikara. 
Mevarachan Alaya Hamotzi. As Rashi explains, Snuma. I don't know. Snuma. What does the word Snuma mean? Dry. That's the uh, you know Paro saw uh, uh, the Sheba Limitar Snumos Dakosh Tukoskadim. They are thin. They are desiccated. They're desiccated is the word. But the cows would be emaciated. But the but I I agree with that. You would say the cows would be emaciated, but the wheat, the stalks of wheat would be desiccated. That's it. Dried is dried is just doesn't capture. Yes, if I think what the biggest discussion is about how much weight should be given as I bothered by the surrounding studios and the seeming lack of flow between them. A lot. In the Bavali especially. It's hard like it, it, it should be on with Chavitza if it's about Racha, and it's not Kedima to be going into the mission later. Like no, no, but it's it's not Kedima fundamentally about men. It's also we're trying we're trying we're finishing the Inyanim of bread. That doesn't bother me. The first one bothers me a lot more because they you know because the truth is you know this again it's a story so it's not really the sugya but but the the Papa story uh, the Barak uh, Papa story. Because right, that, that's the truth. Is that's just a data point. That's not a surya. Um, but I, the fact that it's not with Chavitza is bothersome. If that's what it's talking about, the fact that it doesn't go on the mission it doesn't bother me at all. Uh, stood, sometimes it's worth expanding on the dialogue. Very um, somebody was talking about that. I'm not sure what you're referring to. The question of I, I raised the issue: Why does this Gemara? Why is it not with if if is to be understood as Barachala Hamotzi? Then I'm really bothered by the fact that it's not in, that it doesn't interplay or intertwine with chavitza. Now, if it's talking about what's the kedima shalom versus chaser, if I ask, well, should I not be equally bothered? Why is it not with the mishnah uh, later, which talks about kedima? The mishnah is on mem amidbeis with machlokus rabbi nachachamu with the shulas aminim. So my, I, I said that doesn't bother me because this is a different kind of kedima. And the, and the Gemara is trying to finish up the Inyanam of Bread. But within the Inyanam of Bread, if this is the same question as Chabusa, why does the Gemara not put the two together? Why the Amorayim not in dialogue with one another? Um, I'm just thinking where... In fact, Rabba's Maskana there is really the opposite of Rabba here. Right? Rabba there says that, like Roshashas, that you make... Right? Rabba's the final person. He says, So, that certainly not, doesn't work so well with Rabba... Rather, the, the final rabbi here who wants the pashalim before you make the bracha, if it's about the ability to make hamotzi. So it's just very odd that the two wouldn't go together. Whereas the kadima issue, it's two different. We will have a lot of tesla days. Some of you, if you've seen the Gemara, talks about chitim and saorim, but it's not about chitim and saorim. It's about prusa and shlema. It's about if you have a prusa vachita, but because everybody knows chitim comes before saorim. But it's both earlier in the pasuk, and I mean, I, I have to say, I, I, uh, I insist that you make hadama on on the barley salad my wife waits. But I, I think there's some who want to say, well, we're not really sure because like Michael Behemoth and so on. I object to that characterization. That's not Michael Behemoth. Uh, I am not a Behemoth uh, and that's not Michael Behemoth. That is today, that is very edible food today. Uh, we would not say, I would not give any, I would not share any of that barley salad with the dog, I just want to say. So, uh, so bottom line is that Bechita uh, comes for Sarah because it's considered more Meshubach uh, and um, and it's also first in the Pasuk. So that's not, the issue is not, the Gemara here wasn't dealing with Chita versus Sarim. It's Prusa Shachitim versus Shlema Shachitim. You know, can the Shlema override 
to preference. And there are a series of things related to that. So I, I think that it's, uh, I don't think, I'm not bothered by the fact that this Kadima discussion is not there. Besides which, I mean, again, I, this is not, even if this is not about Kadima, Lama Tessim base is definitely about Kadima. And it's not there. And I, but I don't find it bothersome. Well, I, I thought that one basis is like a fear. I mean, I'm sorry? I thought that one basis was coming, I got this one here. Well, that's, pr- that's further proof. But it, it, yes. Yes. I, and the fact that they just talk about Lama Tessim about Kadima is because they understood this as Kadima. That's even a better Raya. It's even a better Raya. In fact, if somebody was shown them cook the two cities together, um, when the Gemara later is going to say uh, that Kulayama by the Chit and the Sorum, uh, uh, so there's a question. I'm sorry, the Gemara says that um, that uh, what's the expression? Well, when they say that Kulayama, I forget which one it is, so some say Kulayama, but not Rechia Barashi. Rechia Some say the Kulayama doesn't include him. So, it, yes, on the Testament base, certainly would suggest very strongly uh, that, this is, that, that the whole discussion was about Kadima. Again, not necessarily with Kibarashi, because you can still, but, but you can't, there's no way to say that Bakhia and Rabbah are not talking about Kadima. That's, that's certainly that's not the way to get around. Okay. So, I mean, again, that's, you could read that differently, but that's not certainly the way to get around. Okay. So now, with Kibarab, Upliga, go ahead. Whoever's reading for me? Okay. Um, this is such a very interesting expression. bracha in a pass. You know, it, it's funny because the word tichla usually which mean to cease to be, to come to an end. Right. So, here the bracha should come to an end. Im <coughs> ha-pas. How would you read that? The bracha and the pas jump off the cliff together. They come to an end at the same time. Right? The bracha and the shlemus of the pas come to an end at the same time. Right? That's what it means. You have to be a, a masculine. I don't think so. No. Firstly, it would be a hishatel for number one. Number two, what would that mean here? To come to completion? Oh, no. It's literally Marsabra. I mean, those words mean the same thing. It means to come to an end. You don't need to. You don't need to invoke. Uh, you know. Uh, I just don't want to suicide with brachas. That's all. Uh, I, I appreciate that. And given the mental health epidemic in the world, we want such things. Bad enough, we have to treat people. We don't need brachas jumping off the cliff. Okay, fine. Um, but it, it means to come to an end. It means you should finish the bracha. Uh, you should finish the bracha at the same time as the bread is over as shlemus. So Rava objects to that and he says. Oh, sorry, sorry. Before we before we talk about Rava, so here is the problem that obviously ought to be shown in faith. Does does Rabbi Chia disagree with Rabbi Chia? Chia Barashi doesn't disagree with Rabbi Chia, and if so, how? 
In other words, Rebchia Barashi said, Baraba said, Pasnuma Bekaara, you make Hamotzi. Does Rebchia disagree with that? If you're Pasnuma Bekaara, do you not make Hamotzi? Does the word Utsi go to Rebchia? Like, are you going to. I'd like to throw something at you. Is there a reading where they're not arguing? No, no, no. I, of course they're arguing, but we are trying to figure out what, what the Nakudas Hamach locus is. Well, does it make sense that the Rukhia would say that you know pastum bekara and you don't make hamotzi on it? That would ne- you know that, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. That's what we've established. So, so they would agree if this pastum bekara, if we would open up my lunchbox and discover that I have uh, have gone down the path of sin, and what's in there is the carbs of pastum bekara. So then. Um, we would say, Rebbe, sorry, we hold like a Bechia, can't make Hamotzema. No, no, uh, everybody agrees to make Hamotzema. So, what are they arguing about? So, are they, are, there are two possibilities. Um, the more obvious one, but it doesn't really respond to the language of the Gemara, is to say that Rabbi Chia Bar Abba believes that you are allowed to make Pasthuma Bakara. When you make Pasthuma Bakara, as we pointed out before, you have a choice. You can make Hamotzi, take a bite out of the bread, and then be in it, if that's a word. Or, or you could be in it, and then make the brach. So it's possible to say that the machlokas is can you start out, I must have missed something. Oh, that, that's not even a good. I, I didn't know it. That, that's like no. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so it is conceivable. It is conceivable. The machlokas is: Are you allowed machatchima to make the pas snuma bekara? But then the formulation of rebchir. In other words, are you allowed to eat some in the pas? No. Before you make the bracha. In other words, if you think about think about the sequence, Rabbi says. Leave, wait, leave the priest until after you made the bracha. Rav Chia says, do the priest as you're finishing the bracha. And Rav Chia Bar- Abba says, either you can or you should be so named the past before you make the bracha. Now, can means, should be, should mean, you want, why does anybody, there are two things that we are grappling with, two opposite considerations in this discussion. One is that Evracha is more Mahuderas if it's on a better food. And Shalim might be better. If you went into the bakery and they have two things left on the shelf, a whole loaf and half a loaf which is big as the whole loaf, which would you buy? Everybody would buy the whole loaf. If they gave you a discount, then that would be a separate question. If the, if the uh, if the half loaf was more, more bigger, then no, this is not a, a minor issue. It's going to come up in the next piece, uh, this, in the discussion of Rashi and Tosos, uh, and even before that. Um, uh, but, if, but people would generally choose the shalim. So that's the benefit. What's the, what's the downside to being poorest after you make the bracha? There's a downside. What's that? Hefsek. So, Rabkia Bar Abba could be saying that you're supposed to be toning the pasta ka'ara because that's the way you want to eat it. You mean uh, what? You mean is is Rabkia Bar Abba? Do I get keeping it backwards? 
I'm sorry. Every time I said Rukhi Barashi, I meant Rukhi Barashi. I'm sorry. Okay. So Rukhi Barashi, Rukhi Barashi thinks that you're supposed to be Tzonim at first. Or maybe Rukhi Barashi says, it's fine to be Tzonim at first. We just don't care about Shlomis. It just doesn't matter that much. I mean, some people do when they choose a thing. But it's not that it's, you know, the truth is, why, why, do you cho- why would you prefer half a, 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 why would you prefer a whole loaf rather than half, half one, which is the same size? Let's, let's assume that's not the case with the bakery. Let's say it's a smooth cut cake. Yeah, it's going to be Yeah, it becomes more stale that way. Some people like the crust, but tell me it's more stale. It's not because the... What? Well, you're making a mistake there. You assume that the end piece is the bad part. That's the best part of the food. Everybody knows that. That's what you're supposed to be... It's with Nefes That's We haven't gotten there. I, I neglected Halacha this week. We'll get there soon. Right, you're supposed to be botem and apas, where is nefesh yofeh? It really, you're supposed to be botem and apas, where you take the taste best. Because um, that, that, that means the brachas more mahuderas. Um, but, but the fact is, somebody might not want it, it's not because it's more, it's not because, the reason why you don't want the half loaf uh, over the whole loaf is not because you think that the, the, whole, the whole is more chashim, it's because you're afraid someone took a bite out, it's because you're afraid it's going to get more stale, etc. It's not in, we wouldn't say because that's more harsher, it would just be because I'm afraid of what happened there. If you, or what's going to happen. Right? But if you take it out, if it just came out of the oven, and I don't know how they did that, if it came out of the oven and just sliced it, you saw it right then. Nobody ate from it, it hasn't had time to get stale, you're sitting down to eat. Do you really care which, you know, which one? I think the answer is no. I, mean, I would even venture to guess that if the, everybody would agree, if that happened, if you saw it come out of the oven, you know there's not a slightest predominant, and they're giving you 5% more for the same price, for sure you're going to take the half off. Yes. Uh, I don't know if I'm just eating for myself, if it would matter, but if I'm like serving to other people, I want to serve like a whole loaf. I feel like there's something to the chashiva of the, the uncut loaf. That's the same thing. If they saw it come out of the oven, oh, you're so clever. How do you bake things where you don't have an end on one end? Uh, you know, I think that could, I don't know how that could happen. You have to sous vide the bread to bake it, and then somehow brown only one side. Okay, for those of you who know sous vide cooking, but yes. Uh, we have to take a survey on that. But I, I, I think... Touche. <laughs> okay. I'm only half off it. So, anyway, so, but it could be with Kia Barashi holds that either... Either you're, you should be selling it because of half sake, or you're allowed to be selling it. We're just not allowed. We don't care about shlemus. It's fine. There could be such a shita. We're going to see that even on Lama Tessa, the base of Rashi's reading of Rahuna. That shlemus just doesn't matter. Just not a thing. And, he, and then the machlokas between Rabbi Chia and Rabbi is no, shlemus is a thing. The question is when. And Rafia tried to have his loaf and eat it too. Actually, to eat his loaf and have it too. That's the way the expression cover of mine tells me that's how it's supposed to go. You can, you can have your cake and eat it too. You can't eat your cake and have it too. Um, you like that, Ezra, huh? <laughs> what? I get it. So, 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 so you, you could So, which means that the question is, what should you do when you're going to be Tzone in the past? What should you do first? The bracha or the tzanim? Okay. That is one route one could go down. The other route that most of the Rishon are going to go down um, because they don't understand. If you're dealing with Pasat Sumabakara, if that's what comes out of my magic lunchbox, so what's the Shaila? Of course everybody agrees you may come out to. We could 
So that the question then becomes, ah, but somebody brings in a loaf of bread. Somebody brings in a loaf of bread. So that's what the, many of the, there are a couple of different approaches in Rishon that will adopt this path, which is to say no. This is a Kadima question already. Rashi was saying that even though there's something else there, we'll talk about what that else was, you still can or should make a brach on the Pasat Sumabakara. And the other Amoran say, no, no. Now, I want to just sort of throw one thing to keep it in the back of your mind, which I think always has to be in this discussion. Now, take the following case. You know that we're going to give Adikos to Shlemus in some level, right? Two things of equal, and one Shalim is one is not Shalim. We prefer to make the Brachal Shalim. That, that, that principle will ultimately come out. Now, let me ask you a question. You have a pizza in a bag, your pizzas, and at the last minute you ate half a pizza and you put half a pizza back. And now you're going to eat. So you have to wash and to make bracha. Now let's say if you're going to eat a few pizzas, then obviously you make a bracha on the shalim. You can eat the half pizza as well afterwards. But let's say you only want half a pizza. Would we say that you're supposed to make a bracha on the shalima? I think it would only be the shame after eating the shame. Right. So I think, to me, that's a given, where that idea has to be sort of, we have to just see if anybody will dispute that point, because reading certain comments in the Bishonim, I can't always tell. But I, to me, it seems intuitive that if you're not eating, you don't want to eat the other thing, there's no Indian of making a brach on the shlema. That's like the only thing in front of you is the chaser. So when I, I, I say that because I have my pastum of the here, and then someone brings me another loaf, but I say, I don't want to eat that loaf. I'm not interested in eating it. I just want to eat my pasta tzum of I'll leave my other pizzas whole. I don't think anybody would say that you're supposed to make a bracha on the shleima anyway, Jay. You're supposed to eat half the shleima? Why? You're not supposed to eat half the shleima? I'm sorry? When you say you make the bracha on the shleima, do you mean eat half the shleima instead of your half bread? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to break it. So, whatever amount you want to eat of it, you want to make the bracha on the shleima, but you're going to wind up now with two prusos, and if you plan to eat a, loaf, a, a piece and a half of pizza, so fine, so make the bracha on the whole, and you're going to eat that, the rest, the whole whole, plus the half. But if you only want to eat a half, and you don't want to break into another one, so you're not interested in eating from that whole, so I don't think the din of shleimus should apply in this case. It should only be the food that you want, wish to eat. But regarding the loaf, like, it's never really, you never really want to eat a whole loaf. Yeah, but no, what's that? But no, no, no. Why not? My family has divided whole loaves before. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't. I just don't think it sees that. They're often depending on what you know. Shlema doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be. You know, the whole hal. Shlema could be a roll. Shlema could be. You know, this, this is a good question. You're making there's slices. Again, a good case would be slice the challah and rolls, um, and you can make a bracha. You should make a bracha on the rolls. Unless, in your case, let's say, I want to finish up the sliced challah. I don't want to break into a roll because the roll will stay fresher longer. So I would say, I don't think you you make a bracha on the roll because you don't want to eat the roll. But if you're going to eat the roll and two pieces of challah because you're that hungry and you need all that, for, you're going to have two different belly sandwiches at Shabbos, lunch in the cafeteria. So there's sliced challah and then there's a roll. Uh, and if you're going to eat two sandwiches and you're going to make the bracha, make the bracha on the roll. Then have a sandwich that way. And then have the sandwich, have the sandwich with the two halves. But if you don't plan on eating something, then I don't think it gets is brought into discussion. Kadima. I mean, I think that almost has to be the case. It's not the same. But let's say I have an apple and a cup and a glass of water on the table. I don't want to pick hot dominates because it's not going to be so 
But let's say I have an apple and I have a, a glass of water on the table. Let's say better, has a glass of soda on the table. So there might be machalas of soda instead of make a bracha. Okay, so I have a glass of water on the table. I have an apple. So which one? Get, which one are you supposed to make the bracha first? Apple. Apple. Let's say I don't want to eat an apple, but somebody put an apple on the table. Put an apple. I put a glass of water on the table. So the halacha I assume is that of course I don't have to make a bracha on the apple and I don't have to eat the apple because I don't want to eat the apple. There's no kedima is when I want to eat both. Which one do I make the bracha on first? So I have two pieces of bread. I want to eat both pieces of bread. I want to eat the half pita that was left over and I want to eat the whole pita. So then you make the bracha on the whole pita. If I only want to eat half a pita, that means all I'm interested in eating is the half that's there. We don't tell me, I have to say, I have to break a new loaf of bread so I can make a bracha on the shlema. Yes, that's right. Okay, but let's say that that's quantitative, right? It's not qualitative. It's not qualitative, okay. So tell me exactly what you're thinking about. Yeah, uh, even more so, if I might say more so, let's say, let's say I have a shlema shachitim and a prusa shasarim, and I want to eat barley bread. No one's going to tell me, and I don't want to eat wheat bread. So if you have two pieces of wheat pita and one of them is shlema, one of them is shlema, yeah. So there's no real reason to not this is a good reason not to eat it because I don't want to waste food, and the more I don't, I want to waste the food to the grave. So, so the, my point is, I don't want to eat that pers- that shlema. Right? If, 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 if somebody hadn't brought me the whole bag, if they just brought it out to the table, the half that's all I would want. So, to me, it seems intuitive that you don't make a bracha on the shlema that you're not going to eat otherwise. You don't make a bracha on the shlema, but okay. So, uh, so, in, so in this case, my assumption is the pasat sim of the ka'ara. If you're going to talk about there being other bread there as well, it means you're going to, you plan on eating both of them. If all you want to eat is the pasat sim of the ka'ara, that other bread's not in the picture. It doesn't matter if it's on the table. I'm sure that somebody has a chorus somewhere that you should take it away from the table. I would not be surprised if it's such a thing. Right? But really, it's not there. Even if it's there, it's not there. Okay. So, what is Rashi? Let's read the Rashi's and pasat sim of the ka'ara. Okay, so it's it's desiccated, and you're putting in the you're soaking in water, so it, it's probably that right, desiccated probably is really stale here, um, and you're soaking it so that it will, you know, I mean I don't know how you take stale bread and you soak it. What do you get? Soggy bread, yeah. I don't, there is a thing. Listen, if, if you get bread, like if you get matzah, they tell you matzah's been around a long time, so it can get a little staleish because it absorbs moisture. So they tell you, put it in the oven for, three inch, for, for 30 minutes at uh, X number of degrees. Right? There is, right? So there is a way of, of doing that. I suspect that there's a way of humidifying bread as well, but soaking it just gets you soggy bread. That is, a, that is a debatable point. That is debatable. Added to this tasting list. Okay. This tasting event better happen by the end of the year. Okay. Tocheles memushacha machlaleid, I think. That was right in the year. He knows Mishlei. Okay. A, 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 a drawn out hope is the sickness of the heart, the disappointment that I've been looking forward to. It doesn't happen. Okay. Oh, no, no. I have tochalas with a ches. Yeah, I Okay. You've got to learn Sefer Mishlai. All right. You've got to learn a lot of... All of us have to learn a lot of fun. So, Rashi continues. Sarah Shatechla. Sarah Shatechla. 
הדרך התמורתי עם פריסת הפריסה, עם פריסת הפריסה מן הפעת, It's supposed to be the bracha and the priest and the tzitzah. Now, just one word about priest. What is priest? Yeah. A piece? Now, what is tirisa? <laughs> yes. We, we turn what? Break bread. Do they break the challah at your table? Um, if it's pulled or So, so yes. Yeah, so the answer is breaking bread originally. They didn't usually cut it with a knife. I'd be curious to see where you get, do you even have a term like chatichat lechem in rabbinic literature? The Rishonim start to use the term chotech, which means they're already using a knife, I think. Whereas I think pores implies breaking bread. Right? When you break bread, you know, uh, a knife is surgery on bread. That's not breaking bread. Breaking bread means you break, break the chunk off, and I think that's probably the way they, they, they eat. So we, you know, we, we have sliced bread, It, it, which was apparently a brilliant invention. Which, <laughs> yes. The way it works, Rabbi say in this world is that brilliant ideas, once they become normal, people wonder, how come nobody realized this before? That's the way it works. Um, every, every great Kiddush, you know, in learning, once you hear the Kiddush, if it's a really good Kiddush, you, you're supposed to be able to look at it and say, of course. So, what? So, uh, Rabbi Dulitz used to say, he would, he, would, he would berate us. He said, even a, I, he would say, even a two-year-old would or something know the answer to this question or something like that. So, um, so anyway, so, so, so Prisa means breaking. I find it to be interesting because unless their bread was really, 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 really hard, which, by the way, is not, I mean, it's not totally out of the question. From one of my favorite books, Cretan bread, apparently, is this stuff like you've got to soak it to eat it. So, again, I, that sounds strange to us, but it may be, maybe as much as Ezra thinks that soggy bread sounds terrible, it may be when you get really kinds of hard bread that you actually soak them and they become edible. I don't know. I, that, that, I didn't no, do the I research on this. Like, 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 That's interesting. Well, because it's a real challenge getting it edible because we usually keep it frozen. We use soft matzo, and uh, like we have to like we do in the freezer. Kind of go to the Syrians. They've got it. Okay. This is Syrian soft matzo mm-hmm. that I'm talking about. And you can go to Yes. Okay. There's a chaver of us in who put it in order, and somebody who works in Brooklyn usually picks it up for Pesach. So, uh, um, so but you have to. It's kept frozen, and so it. It'd be interesting to know how that's done. Okay, so um, I, I just wonder about the Prisa and the question of Hefseh. You know, when we cut challah, it takes a long time, right? Especially for a bunch of people. But it's Prisa, it's like just one, two, three. There's not that much. Maybe that's a Hefseh too. I mean, I guess, I suppose it's true. When you have an apple, you make a bracha and you immediately bite in. There's no, you know, a boy prayed, crunch. As opposed to, even if you have to do Prisa and challah, it doesn't take long, you know. Compared to cutting while everybody at the table is waiting, yes, it's very quick. Is that really such a hefsek? But okay. So, so Rashi, I just want to point, I want to highlight to you, pay attention when we show them use the term poris for schotech. Um, you know, if you're a historian, that's important because you want to figure out when the people start to cut their bread with a knife as opposed to tearing it. I, I know this may sound strange to you, but people did not, historically speaking, until relatively recently, use forks to eat. Forks and knives were not used 
when you were eating. A knife would have been used at most probably to cut something off the main serving dish, to cut a piece of meat off, but people did not eat with forks. You know what they ate with? Their hands. Until you stop and realize, I know this is obvious as I say it, but do you, do you not understand why Maya Machronim on some level is, is, is mm-hmm. I don't say comical now, but it's kind of totally irrelevant. Uh, don't get started. I'm, I'm with you on that. I just passed the thing along. I, unless, I, unless I'm, unless I'm going to offend somebody, I just passed the thing along. But my point is, you understand why people normally, when they eat, you need to buy a macaroni, you need to shed it, and why you're not allowed to bench until you do so, because it's disgusting. It's perfectly fine to eat that way, but it's a block of, it's a bizarre for the bracha. Right? For us, like my macaroni, we're going to, do we have now a Sodoma? We eat with a fork and knife, except for things that don't get really all over your hands. So, um, so the, it, I don't know. It's very recent. People started eating with forks. So you, it's interesting to see when people, you know, f- you know what forks were used for? For moving meat on the fire, basli goat. That's what you use forks for. Not not for painfully cutting your meat and taking a piece, you know, with Emily's manners or whatever it's called. Yes. Okay. So the, but the little the little bit you've got in washcloth is perfectly healthy. It, it depends what food you come with. Like if you eat something like pizza, which is people often eat with their hands, your hands aren't filthy, but there's a greasiness to your hands. But when you sit and eat vegetables, right? For the most part, if they eat raw vegetables, you sit and there's tons of things that you eat. If you eat most of our breads. Right, your hands are, you, you just go like this and your hands are clean. You would do almost anything with them. It's not, I mean, you, we could, oh, I, I could agree with you that sometimes your hands get a little bit greasy with their certain fruits. They weren't talking about that. They were talking about hands that were, again, imagine, please don't do this. Please only imagine this. You go home, you go home to your parents, you know, and there's no one in the room married, right? Okay. So good. You go home to your parents, the Shabbos, your Shabbos table, and, and please do not do this. But imagine the food, the only, they use spoons, spoons they use for soup. That thing you had to use. <laughs> yeah, they, they used spoons for soup. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, please pour the soup into this. What? Okay. Um, so they, so, uh, but they didn't use forks. Imagine your Shabbos table. You'll look at the foods there. The kugel, um, the, you know, the, I mean, at our chillage. <laughs> <laughs> it's not liquidy chillin. Imagine you can eat chillin. It's disgusting. It's disgusting to think that. Um, but so chillin, I don't know, you know, a student problem might have had spoons. But imagine that half the foods. <laughs> Please do not crack up at your Shabbos table, okay? But you're going to be thinking about your Shabbos table. What if I ate all these foods with my hands? Okay. Fine. You have to get it on for the bread. It's not so, you know... You get anything into it. Not so efficiently until you spoon it in. Anyway, uh, it's clear that people use their hands much more than we do. That explains all the Bible stuff. Again, without getting into the question of its relevance, because not like that. Okay, so anyway, so keep that in mind when you see Poreis versus you see Chotech. Okay. So now Rashi continues... Rabbi challenges him and says, That's why Pastsnuma is no good. Rashi says, Kavan. Okay. 
So these are two words that have, the suffixes are very different. One, my chashivusa, what is its chashivas? Umay ahanesa. What benefit did you get out of doing this? In other words, if by the time the bracha is over, the bread is no longer whole, the whole bracha has to be with the pas whole. Not, well, the bread is half broken, and by the time you get to the end of the bracha, it's over. So you haven't, Rabbi is saying that, 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 that the bracha being kolam pas is conceptually no better than pasat tzilavikara. Now, this would create some interesting possibilities, which I doubt, which is what then would the machlokis be between Rav and Rahia, which the Rishonim do not, I don't remember if they explore at all, but what is the Nakudas HaMachlokas? I don't like where this is going, by the way, but... Because it would be against what we assume, should we? Uh, do we judge everything <coughs> by Tchila, or do we... Uh, yeah, then the natural thing is what you judge by the Tchila, uh, or do you judge by the Sof? And if you judge by the Tchila, it was whole before you, when you started making the Bracha, if you judge by the soap, when you finish the bracha, it is no longer whole, it's really broken. So, I don't, wanna, I don't want that to be the case, because we know we pass like Rava. So, and of course you could say that it's different by brachos than it is by other things. It doesn't all have to be the same, right? It, has to, it doesn't have to be as kula bechada machta machtinu. It doesn't have to be you, brought, you paint with the same brush everything. But that, that would be the obvious thing that comes to mind, the machlokas between Rava uh, and, and Rabi Shia. Okay, but again, it could be unique to bracha. It doesn't have to be applied in every area of halacha. Next. Uh, okay, I think that's it for Rashi. Uh, so, read Rashi. El Amar on top of Ramat Esam Adais. The Kalya Bracha Apashalim. So you finish the entire bracha, and then... You uh, you separate you mafresh the mafresh the prusa. So this is a very important question, which you can't tell what Rashi holds, as far as I can see. He says then you are mafresh the prusa. What does that mean? Separate. What verb should it, what would you expect the Rashi to say? The achas He says mafresh the prusa, which leads me to suspect that he might be thinking. It was already in. So, do you ever notice some people, uh, some people on Shabbos, they will make a mark with the knife, which probably doesn't, is that what you're supposed to do if you're going to do it? Probably you're supposed to make a cut with the knife, but a very small cut. Um, but why is it, it's not like a, it's not like you're making a cut like you work with wood, and you make a, the first cut, you make the first cut so you can get the saw blade in there. Otherwise, you're trying to get started so that first cut. Any of you do woodworking of any variety? No? A little bit. Okay, so um, the cut, sometimes you make that first cut, a little bit of the cut, just so you can have what you need lined up. So, um, so that's not, you know, that would be one thing, uh, but what, what people are doing, it's not you, just like, like you make your mark. That, I don't know, I don't know if that's recorded as anything. Tosis does talk about this. The question is, perhaps you were supposed to actually start the cut. Why? You're supposed to start the cut because you want to reduce the hefsek, yeah. or as Tosa says, if I use the term hefsek hadas. Right. Um, so then, what is the difference between Rabbi Chia and Rava? Well, the answer is, Rava says, you cut a little bit, but you don't make a prusa. And Rabbi Chia says, you make a prusa. What's the difference? So the way halacha would typically define the difference is the way you know whether it's, you've just begun the cut as opposed to being the prusa, is if you pick it up by the prusa, 
the rest of the bread is going to fall off. In other words, imagine if you, grab, you can grab a challah by the end. And you can hold it that way, most challahs, if they're properly baked. Um, if you make a little cut in the challah, you can still do that. Right? But at a certain point, you cut enough of the challah that when you pick it up by that end, it comes apart. So, um, it is possible that Rashi understands here that Makrish the Prusa is that you were starting somehow the cut. But now, and again, if I were to look at Rashi's language, it might be that you made it plenty of a cut. Well, you start to tear. I mean, it's right, tear. But you don't, for Rashi would say that you, you tear partially. We don't know what the threshold is. Uh, and then when the bracha is finished, you tear the rest. That's what Rashi, Makrish Prusa sounds like there's a prusa already, meaning something very designated as the piece you're going to break off, but you haven't separated it yet. It's not, it's not you make a prusa and then you hold them together and then you go, ah, magic. But rather, it's still attached partially, but it's clear that it's a prusa. It's going to be broken off. Jake? I was going to say this earlier, although I guess you went backwards, that really this this whole idea is proof that maybe it does take a while, but perhaps it is a while between starting to break and ending to break. So, the truth is, there are breads. There are breads that are harder to tear. That's maybe. I, I'm trying to think. I've had this experience where it's hard to tear. So, that might very well be, and as it could be, that when you have, a, you have an Ashkenazi egg kala, right, it like comes off like easy. Whereas, when you talk about even an, Ita- an Italian bread, even a regular loaf of Italian bread is much harder to tear than challah. Right? Because it's a hard crust you have to tear through. Challah generally doesn't, unless it's been overbaked, doesn't have much of a crust. Right? You know, pita is nothing to tear. There's no crust at all. So, or not, not that kind of a crust. There's no thickness to the crust. Right? There's a crust. The whole outside of the pita is a crust. I get it. But it's like... Uh, okay. So, that's how Rashi... Rashi clearly understands the Gemara as well as Rishon about Shlemus. The only thing that Rashi doesn't really explain is what is the scenario that Rukhia Ebarashi and Rukhia disagree in. As Rashi says that the Pasat Snuma is already Parus. It's Parus Ve'omeh and that's why he rejects it. So the question is is Rashi talking about L'Chadchila being Parus? Or is Rashi talking about um, if you have two things in front of you. Rashi does not, as far as I can tell, give any hint to what it is, right? What? I'll tell you why I don't think so. You wouldn't say hapusa with it. You wouldn't say mafus hapusa. What? I I understand that, but I doubt Rashi's going to write that way. I I don't know. I can't tell you for sure. Um, I would have said Ahakaf Mahfus. That would have been sufficient. Okay. You can even read it. You can read it that way now. Sin Slowis. If that's not if that's what you were saying. There's a famous Russia, by the way, about this. An Ani comes asking for food, or an Ani comes asking for clothing. Do you investigate him first before providing? And the Gemara has two deos where each Amora, one says, food, you don't do bedika, clothing you do, and the other one says the reverse. And they quote a Pasek, which spelling we don't have, 
Halocharos Lara'e Vachmecha. It's a Gemara Bab Basra in the first part. And the Gemara says it's written one way, uh, but it's not the way it's written in our text. So we can take a look there, there's a discussion about that. I think this Parish Achatach Paras, or something like that, is the Drasha. Oh, is it Drasha? It's something that's given to the text for it? There's no more insurance in the Bible, so that's another case. Uh, no, no there is, you can have an Alphic rate, but the way the Gemara suggests, it's written one way, it's not the way we have it in our text. I forget, we probably have a Samach in our texts, I think. Um, okay. So, any questions? Um, if, if not, Sunday will be the kiss, and Monday we will resume and try to finish this. We'll finish Pasas and and then we're going to go on to, I will God willing have the Makos, to go on to Shalem uh, versus other things, Shalemus versus Godol, and things that come up in the next subject.